Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and today it is officially the halfway point of Season 10 of South Park. And going to be talking about the episode entitled Tsst, which may be the only episode in the history of the show that is named after a sound. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not really sure. This is an interesting episode because it's going to make fun of reality TV shows. And what this is, is more of focusing on Cartman and his behavior. But at the same time, kind of makes fun of some of the reality TV shows. Not all of them, but just, you know, three in particular. So, with that being said, let's jump into this week's episode entitled, Tsst! <laughs> I love saying that. Tsst! 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 Uh, the episode was written and directed by Trey Parker. Originally aired May the 3rd, 2006. So, the episode begins at Mr. Mackey's office, where Cartman and his mom are in his office, and he tells Mrs. Cartman the latest thing that Cartman has done, which is, in this case, handcuff a child by his ankle to the flagpole and poison his milk, among so many other things that it is a bit absurd. So, Mrs. Carmen then admits that she feels powerless over her son, that she can't really do anything with, you know, as far as disciplining and anything of that, you know, of, of that nature. So... Then they come up with an idea of to get Nanny 911. So we have Nanny 911, and, and I'm going to talk about Nanny 911 because I don't remember this show as much as some of the others. So, real quick, uh, Nanny 911 was a show that aired on Fox for four years, actually, Did a, had a pretty good run. 2004 to 2007. This show had a total of 72 episodes and basically the premise of the of the show was to have these nannies go to these different places around the country and teach the parents, you know, how to do a better job of raising your kid. That's basically what it is. So, the nanny that gets sent to try to help Leanne is Stella, who is, I, I, I believe she's the lead nanny. I, like I said, I've never seen the show. Um, so, she takes Cartman's Xbox, puts it on the counter... Cartman gets it back. Puts it on the takes the Xbox back, puts it on the counter, 
gets it back. Then he takes him to timeout. And Cartman has one of these great lines. And it's actually, it's absolutely true. And I never thought about this when I was a kid. It was like, you know, as soon as you leave, I'm just going to get up from timeout. I'm just going to get up and walk. Which I'm like, I never thought of that. And you really don't think about that when you're, you know, four or five, six years old. Or in this case here, eight years old. So, it's a back and forth fight. Cartman then puts it together. And then, uh, Stella has this talk. You know, about like how she wants to help him. And then Cartman gets into like, why are you a nanny? Because I love children like you. And then Cartman starts to play mind games. Because he's like, is it because you never got married? Is it because you were, you know, the mom's maid, but never the mom? So basically, he's playing these games, breaking uh, Stella to the point to where she leaves. She quits. She's not doing this episode. Cartman has gotten to her. But she does know of somebody else that could do the job, and that is... The Super Nanny. So, let's talk about the Super Nanny. The Super Nanny originally started off as a British TV show. And eventually made it to the United States. Now, the uh, British version had five seasons that went from 2004 to 2008 as well. And then had a run here in the United States... From 2005 to 2011, and believe it or not, aired again in 2020 on Lifetime. Their last episode aired September 22nd. So, uh, the recording of this episode that you're listening to is less than a month after... The last episode of Super Nanny aired in the U.S. on Lifetime. So, in total, Super Nanny has had 133 episodes here in the United States. Uh, they have other versions of it, for those that are curious, in Australia, Belgium, Brazil, the Czech Republic, China, Finland, France, Germany, Indonesia, Israel, Italy, Lithuania, Malaysia, the Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Russia, Singapore, Spain, and Sweden. I bet the Russian version is like, Nani is super, you're not. So, so Super Nanny cons that she's like, you're going to see a new Eric Carmen within three weeks. Well, we go to three weeks later, and she's in a mental institution, and she's eating feces out of the toilet. So, at this point, Mrs. Carmen's like, I've done everything I can. I've done everything. I've gone to every reality show there is. But the doctor tells her, there is one that you can try. And it's the Dog Whisperer, Caesar Milan. So, the Dog Whisperer comes, and this is where the episode gets really good. Like, you have to have the setup to this episode. Now you have the setup. Now you're going to get the execution. So, the way it starts, Caesar looks at Mrs. Cartman. 
while Eric is trying to talk. And he's completely ignoring him. And, you know, he's just ignoring him. Just, you know, just like, I'm not going to give in to his dominance. Then we get this hilarious scene of Mrs. Carmen and the Dog Whisperer taking a walk. Carmen is on a leash. And Carmen is like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. This is not good. This is not cool. So then we are taught the the finger trick where you put it behind, you know, their neck. Go like, tss, tss. And a Cartman, or Mrs. Cartman gets a joy out of it while walking Cartman. Then we go to this next scene. This might be one of the greatest scenes in the history of South Park. This honest to goodness might be one of the greatest scenes ever. It is disciplining Cartman again, but with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Let's go to the let, let's go to the clip. And now back to the dog whisperer. It is important to understand that dogs run in packs, and one dog is always dominant, the pack leader. God damn it, stop ignoring me! You must assert yourself as pack leader with dominant energy. Alright. This is abuse. I'm a child and I'm entitled to attention. Quit it, mom! It doesn't seem to work as well when I do it. Okay, let me show you how to express the dominant energy. What I have done is I have brought over some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ooh, Colonel. I am going to eat first because that is what the pack leader does. Give, give me the chicken. Give me some chicken. What are you doing? I want chicken. Give me some goddamn chicken. I am not going to acknowledge the child's attempt at aggressive dominant behavior. Now you eat the chicken. Mom, give me, give me some chicken. I want some chicken, ma'am. We won't reward him until he's in a calm, submissive behavior. God damn it, I am not a dog. Give me the chicken. Give, give, give me the chicken. I want the chicken. Chicken. Give me the chicken. Give me the chicken. Give me the chicken. We need him to become relaxed and submissive. Okay, I'm fine. I'm cool now. May I have some chicken, please? Oh, very good, sweetie. Oh, no, now he's lying. You can tell from his stance he's still aggressive dominant. Suck my asshole, taco bender! See? God damn it, you can't stand here and eat KFC in front of me! Now hand it over! You can't do that to me! God damn it, you didn't I'm not being aggressive, I'm being dominant. Wow, I have a lot to learn. Mom, I'm serious. This has gone on long enough. Get that guy out of here and give me a piece of chicken. That's how you want it, bitch? Fine! I hate you! I'm running away! Oh, dear. It's okay. This is all part of the dominant struggle. But what if he does run away? Let him go. He'll be back. This is a good opportunity for you to relax and enjoy your favorite hobby. Of course, one of my all-time favorite lines comes from that scene where it's like, I'm not being aggressive. I'm being dominant. <laughs> That's such a great line. So, Cartman does decide to run away from um, from the house and he goes over to Stan's house. So Stan, Kyle, Kenny, and Butters are playing Monopoly. And Cartman tells him, look, I didn't think I'd have to do this. I ran away from my mom's house and I'm staying with you. Each one of them tells them, no, you're not doing it. So Cartman's like, fine. 
all right, I'll find somewhere else to go. So the next person he goes to is Timmy. And he's like, you were the first person I thought of. You are my best friend. And Timmy comes with this great comeback. All right, tell me what my last name is. <laughs> and Cartman has to leave. Then he tries Craig. And Craig's like, I hate you. I'm not going to let you live with me. So that Cartman ends up in, a, in like the gutter of the town, sitting there while it's raining. He eventually comes back. So, Mrs. Cartman has done some painting, and now Cartman is getting real upset because Caesar Milan is still there. And he threatens to call Child Protective Services. And, you know, this continues on. So, then we get this other scene. It's another good scene where they're at the dinner table. And it's grilled chicken, broiled vegetables... And a little sna a little bar of uh, Butterfingers. And Carmen compares this to Auschwitz. Oh boy. So now Carmen is at the point where he's just about lost it. He's about to call social services on his mom. And Caesar's like, okay, you have got to take the lead. You've got to be the dominant figure. So she does the the next thing with the fingers and it puts Cartman this you know it puts Cartman out and you know Mrs. Cartman feels fantastic she feels incredible that this has happened so now we go a few days later to Mrs. Cartman meeting up with Caesar Milan again and they're having tea and Mrs. Cartman is so happy because you know, her son has lost weight. He's getting good grades in school. She's able to go out for the first time in a long time. And it's a good back and forth conversation. But, excuse me. But she still has that fear inside of her that he's fighting inside of him and won't really fully cooperate. So Cartman meets up with the guys at Kyle's house and they're playing video games. So it goes back to the video games. And he's like, I, I can't stand this woman anymore. She's like Hitler. Wow. So within a matter of minutes, we've had Auschwitz and a Hitler reference. So Carmen comes up with this plan to kill his mom. And he wants all four of them, Kyle, Kenny, Stan Butters, to be involved in the mix. And they're like, no, we're not killing your mom. And he drew up like this whole plan. And if you look at the plan real carefully, and you have to look at it, at the bottom of his drawings... It says, blame token. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, after the boys have rejected Cartman on the idea of killing his mother, we see Leanne sleeping in her bed. And Cartman walks into the room. 
in one hand, he has a knife. In the other hand, he has a roll of paper towels. I really don't know what the idea for the roll of paper towels was. He just has it. So, he's about ready to kill her. Like, he's going to kill this woman and live basically the rest of his life without a mom. But then we get a really good scene. This is such a good scene. Where his inner conscience starts fighting with him. And you know how with... You know, when you, when you watch the old cartoons... It, you, you, can, you can pick any old cartoon character you want. You have the good angel and the bad devil... And they're trying to make their points here. Here, it's different, but it's a good different. Where Cartman's good side, like, pops out a little bit from one side of the head, and then the evil Cartman pops out from the other side of the head, and it's back and forth and back and forth, and Cartman just doesn't know what to do, and then eventually he just pukes up black ink. It looks like black ink. And he gets out of there, and during all this, he changes forms, he changes colors, and it's such a good scene. It's really a, a job well done on that. So Cartman, or Mrs. Cartman gets up the next morning. She has found the knife and the paper towels. And she goes into the kitchen, and there's Cartman. He's, he's studying. What? This man, this kid's never probably studied in his life. Except for, you know, Phonics Monkey. He's got grapefruit and lean ham. He made himself breakfast. He made himself breakfast and is studying. And, you know, Leanne can't believe this is happening. It's like, my God, it, it's happened. My, my son has changed. So then... Caesar Milan comes back one more time to the door. And he comes in to check on how Cartman's doing. And he's very happy. Leanne then has two tickets to some play for Friday night. And wants Caesar to come with her. And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I gotta go back to L.A. And then she's like, I thought we had something. And he's like, no, you're just a client. So he leaves. So it's like towards that last third half or that third of the of this episode. You don't see it much, but it is there just a, a tiny bit of Mrs. Carmen has feelings for the dog whisperer. So Carmen comes over, makes sure his mom's okay. And she asks him if he wants to go to this performance on Friday. And he's like, no, I, I'm doing a science project Friday night with Stan and Kyle. Um, and then she's like, well, maybe I could take it to KFC after? And then maybe I could take it to Target? Get you a Mega Ranger? And then he's like, could I get... Two Mega Rangers? And then she's like, whatever you want, honey. And they hug, and then you see Cartman give this stare, and they play this ominous music, and it's obviously 
you know, from the omen, the end of the movie. And that's the end of tsk, a very interesting episode. Very well done. Now, before I get to the notes and all this, I do want to go back real quick to Nanny 911 and Super Nanny. Because this is sort of an interesting thing. On February 27th, 2008, Fox announced that it sold the rights to Nanny 911 as well as trading spouses to CMT. That's right. They sold it to Country Music Television. New episodes of Nanny 911 aired on the Country Music Television station from April to June 2009. The show also previously aired reruns on ABC Family in 2008. Boy, I... Boy, CMT got a hell of a deal. Nanny 911 and Trading Spouses. Woo! Good Lord Almighty. All right. Uh, let's get into how the idea of this week's episode came about. Trey is a big fan of the Dog Whisperer. He guessed that Milan's techniques would also work on children and was proven right. Parents who watch the episode tell him they now use Dog Whisperer tactics on their kids with great success. And, you know, when you watch it, and, and this is something to be clear, it's not child abuse. They're not doing anything terrible. It's just, you know, you know, just doing something that would you do to a dog, really. Okay. Now, for my rating, I really like this episode. I, I didn't think I'd like this episode as much as I did, which is a good sign. I'm on the border of an 8 and a 9. I really am. This is such a good episode. And the KFC scene is probably one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen on South Park. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. And you know what? This is one of the few times. This is one of the few times, if you really think about it, because we're now at the halfway point of Season 10, where Trey and Matt don't make fun of, you know, the the main celebrity they're impersonating in this episode. Like, they're, like, you know, if you go back into the archives, there's some where it's like, oh, this person was a fan of the show, then they made fun of them and lost respect, or they saw it and they thought it was funny, or they missed the, the whole point. Here, you could tell... They were treating the Dog Whisperer with respect. I'm not really sure how they felt about Super Nanny and Nanny 911. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not going to really get into that. But they really showed a lot of respect to the Dog Whisperer. And I think they did such a good job with that. That they didn't embarrass him. They didn't humiliate him. They treated him as a regular person. And... He could have been, you'd think he'd have been a part of the town. That's how much they treated him. With respect. So, I think I'm going to give this a 9. It's not at the level where it's a 10, or close to a 10, but it's a good 9. It's a pretty good 9. Now, there is a video 
um, if you want to watch, where, and I have, surprisingly, I have not seen his video yet, but I have heard of it, where Caesar Milan watches this episode, and you get the reaction from him. This video's been up almost a year now, and it has over five and a half million viewers on YouTube. I'll probably put this in our Facebook group, and maybe even put it on our uh, Twitter uh, account, so you guys can watch the video and see how the Dog Whisperer thought of how they treated him in this episode. Eric Goldman of IGN gave this episode an 8 out of 10 writing. While not among the terrific episodes that began the season, this was a very fun installment of the show and a nice spotlight on Carmen and what it may, what it might take to finally make him obey. Jordan B. Peterson praised the episode, calling it a brilliant exposition of a Freudian Oedipal situation. Excuse me. When asked if he was offended by his character on the episode, Caesar Milan stated that he thought it and the entire episode was fantastic. See? They liked, they liked it. Hey, Mikey. They liked it. All right. Uh, there were a couple of cultural references. Of course, I mentioned Nanny 911. I mentioned Super Nanny, the Dog Whisperer. Um, in what, I think it was... Nanny 911. One of the nannies was a Skeksis, which is from the Dark Crystal movie. Um, the visual effect of Cartman's Angel and Devil, that, that scene where I talked about that I really like, is a reference to the 1997 movie Contact. Of course, or um, uh, of course I talked about the ending being a, a pretty much sort of a, a tribute to the omen. And the way Cartman changes as he makes his way down the hallway is a direct effort, a reference to the 1980 movie Altered States. Alright, so let's take a look at IMDb and see what they thought. Just over 3,000 people have rated this episode, and the average rating of this episode is a 9 out of 10. Uh, 1,337 people gave it a 10. 926 people gave it a 9. That's going to be the grade I give it this week. 436 people gave it an 8. 74 people gave it a 1. How could you give this episode a 1? Uh, males, average rating for males is a 9.0. Their highest demographic is under 18. Where uh, uh, rating their average rating is a 9.5. For females, 9.2 is the average rating. Highest demographic, 45 and over. Their uh, average rating is a 9.6. So they really like this episode. So we got reviews here. Uh, let's... Actually, let's start with a couple of the newer ones. Because we don't... You know, I don't get to read new ep reviews that much on this show. So E. Gunderson 24 wrote... What a great idea for an episode. Seeing how bad Carmen is, it really makes sense to base an episode around this. I'm surprised they didn't do this earlier. It also has a nice quick parody of Super Nanny toward the beginning. Like The Return of Chef, another of my personal favorites, this isn't one of the funniest episodes, but it does have some great material. It's also really nice to see a gradual change in Cartman's behavior. I wouldn't be surprised if some real parents learned a few things from this. At the end, I was sure they were going to hit the reset button like they have done so many times. In the last shot showing Cartman hugging his mom, I was sure he was going to do a manipulative smirk or something. 
but he didn't. And that was such a breath of fresh air to see him just being a good kid. Far too often from him, we have seen manipulation, turning his back, but for once, we actually get what I could argue is the best ending in the series thus far. Wow. This really shows how they can go from one of their lower points, with a million little fibers, to a couple episodes later, back at the top. Alright, uh, this other newer review is from Eric Stevenson, who wrote, This is an episode I've watched or listened to many, many times. I love the commentary where they say it's their favorite episode of this season. Whoa, that's a big statement. The best part was how well it's tr it transitions. First, it focuses on nanny shows, but then it goes into the dog whisperer. It's hilarious to see Cartman play off the nannies. We don't even see what he does to Super Nanny. It's just so funny to think of how a little fat kid could have driven the perfect nanny completely insane. I had to look up the pop culture references to get them all. It's great to see some status change with Carmen in some way. I love how the other kids just ignore him too. Why do they even hang out with him in the first place? It is important to have a son instead of a friend. Gangsta Hippie wrote, this is a hilarious Cartman episode. What happens is, Cartman's mom decides Cartman needs to change his ways. So she hires a few nannies. However, Cartman's behavior is much intolerable. One nanny becomes a lunatic who eats her own feces after visiting Cartman. So she hires Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. The dog whisperer's techniques prove to be effective with some hilarious results. Cartman ends up trying to kill her, his mother, but then cannot. He is finally a good boy. However, his mother misses the old Eric, so she tries to get him back. Back. Tist refers to the sound Caesar makes when nipping Cartman on the neck. This is one of the funnier episodes. Next review is from Raindog Jr., who wrote, Since he actually can control Cartman in this great episode, at one point here, I felt kind of sorry for Cartman, even that he is Cartman, and that during the beginning of the show, he confirms that he is an asshole, and certainly a masterpiece of a character. I felt sorry for him when he is a dog with fear, and not the dog, D-A-W-G, the big bad dog. But all was because of the effective methods of Caesar Milan, and all was for the good of Cartman. If you don't know who is Caesar Milan, well, he is the Dog Whisperer. His show is Dog Whisperer, and he basically changed problematic dogs. Here, Caesar Milan was not the first one to come to South Park to try to change Cartman. Actually, Milan was sort of like the last option for obvious reasons. According to Trey and Matt, in the shows Nanny 911 and Super Nanny, unlike Dog Whisperer, the methods are the same of the methods of Dog Whisperer, but certainly not in dog terms. Here, Cartman is first on Nanny 911 and then on Super Nanny, and basically he destroys the host of both shows. The stuff with the first Nanny is great, but is more memorable the stuff with the second. She ended really, really bad. After all, was Cartman the kid that she wanted to change? But with Milan, everything is different and certainly hilarious. And the incredible thing happens. Cartman is changing. He is still fighting to be the hardcore bastard, but he is not the Cartman of always. He has lost weight. He now knows how the Jews felt in the Holocaust, and now he plans to kill his mother because she's Hitler. 
So happens the scene that only confirms that Milan has done his job in the right way. Excuse me. A new Carmen is seen, but his mother. Something from Trey and Matt's mini-commentary. Trey says that he is a fan of Dog Whisperer, and it is a show that makes him cry. Tist is Matt's favorite of the first run of season 10. Finally, from John Michael Dash 2, who wrote, This is a great South Park episode. In it, Eric Kerman has gotten so out of hand that his mom has resorted to TV show nannies to get him in the line. But when those don't work, Cartman turns their own acts against them in some truly mean but truly funny ways. She hires a dog whisperer to help her train Eric Cartman into being a good boy. I love South Park tremendously. I enjoy their crazy episodes, but I most love it when they focus on the wacky characters in their small town and stay away from the huge global action adventures. Though, of course, there are rather a lot of episodes that are exceptions. This one not only stays focused in the town of South Park, and more specifically on Cartman and his mom, but also has a lot to say about parenting in general. If I was to show a group of parents one episode of South Park, it'd be this one. It is very funny, but it rings so very true. P.S. I think what Eric needs most is a dominant father figure. Not that I want this to happen, because then we'd lose the Eric Carmen we all know and love. But if he were to reform, hmm, trying to plant some seeds of thought there. Very interesting. So pretty much a well-liked episode all around. That's going to do it for the show for this week. Uh... Join our Facebook group, It is Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar, and boom, you are right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, at SharksPond97. Alright, next time. The next episode is considered one of the greatest South Park episodes of all time. Maybe the greatest episode ever. Ever of South Park. Does it still hold up nearly 15 years after the episode has aired? You'll have to tune in for my thoughts next week as I review Make Love, Not Warcraft. That's right here next week on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Bill, and I will talk to you all next week.